Welcome to episode 270 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and Guy Searle is back on the show. I missed you, buddy. Hey, Welcome uh, back. How, thank how you, you Dave. It's, it is good to be back. It has been, I was kind of out of commission for a while, but um, I'm feeling much better, so here I am. Oh, I'm so glad you were able to finally get you on here. Finally, and have yeah, some fun I know. Talking. A couple even, times even it's been it's... like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't make it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm but I'm feeling better. Good. And then, of course, Kelly McGaman is back as well. I am. Kelly, great to have you back. How it's you doing? It's nice to be here. Good. I'm glad you're here. And then, last but certainly not least, uh, Jeff Gammon is here. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing all right, and uh, I feel like I showed up on the right night so that I can just uh, bask in the glory that is this party. Yes, this, this is, this is, it has been quite had, the party so far. We've had oh, quite the uh, pre, pre-show discussion, so but uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. That's why I have you guys on here, because you're always fun to be on here. So <laughs> Because then you um, don't have to do any work. You just introduce everybody oh. and like go make a sandwich, and then <laughs> yeah, take care of the go yes <laughs> so apple uh, huh what a week i'm uh, yeah and it's gonna be a week we're, we're pre-week of, uh, of of a big announcement next uh next week which is like oh, what, yeah. what as we record this about uh what uh, five days it's not too yeah. far off we're gonna talk about that um as oh, yeah. well as a lot of very important updates that came through to, uh, today as we record this we'll talk about that and beta as always and um i've got a couple of tips and we will be just talking here because I always got some great news stories to hit on to, to talk about. Um, so why not get started and talk about the, the, the was a kind of a big story. I know we're going to have some good dialogue about this one. Uh, Apple provides uh, further clarity on why it abandoned the plan to detect uh, CSAM in iPhoto, iCloud photos. Uh, Apple, I'll, I'll just this uh, past week, uh, it, uh, it provided its fullest explanation yet. So last year, abandoning its controversial plan to uh, detect the known CSAM and iCloud photos. If you don't remember this, this is uh, scanning for you know inappropriate child and really I don't even want to say it the, the, the child sexual Inno- abuse material, inappropriate content, very very inappropriate content. And this is going back to August of 2021 when they announced their plans they were going to do this, and then they got a lot of pushback and security and and uh, worried that the we're in our our privacy is being uh, violated and all this other fun stuff. So, uh, uh, Kelly, what do you think on this? I'm, I, I, did, you, did, you, did you find it surprising that Apple just, just took a back backspace and went uh, went the other way? If uh, eventually, no, I did not. Um, the thing that I thought was interesting was more um, uh, the level of transparency we got with this because it's it, usually Apple just sort of goes with. Uh, you know, this is what we do now. And whether whether it is the exact opposite of what they were doing five minutes ago, or it's something that they've slowly evolved into, like, it's usually just, this is what we do now. And if anybody asks about it, they go, well, what you need to understand here is this is what we do now. And that's it. And like, sometimes, as I'm sure Jeff can attest, sometimes you can hear the Jedi hand wave, as mm-hmm. they say, you know, these... Uh, the, these aren't the photos you're looking for or whatever. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, so to have them come out and actually like, first of all, I'm glad that they that they did come out and have a response and 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 be upfront about it. Um, I'm, I am glad of that. I appreciate any time 
um, when there's transparency around a, f- a huge change like this, that's really impactful. I always like to know why, whether it was going to stay and they came out and said, these are the reasons we didn't change our minds, or they mm-hmm. come out and say like, this is what we've done to evolve our stance or how we're going to you know, mitigate the stuff that people were so worked up about. I always appreciate the transparency of that. We do get a lot of places that go, um, yeah, we fixed it now. Everything's fine. We're all fine here. How are you? And then that's it. Um, and they never tell us anything about what happened or the fallout of it. And then it just sort of turns into like a bad PR onion and just more layers fall away. Um, uh, and if if you think that's not a thing, you should go put LastPass into the search engine of your choice. Because if you want to see a bad PR onion, I feel like that's an object lesson going forward. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, I appreciated that they... Um, <clears throat> that they did come out and make and, and make a statement about uh, changing this position. I'm also glad that they did change their position um, because this is one of those walk the walk kind of things where, um, you know, Apple said, you know, because I get frustrated with Apple sometimes. We talk about this. We talk about this sometimes over on uh, My Voice is Live where Apple tries to bang the privacy drum and then on the front page of the app store on iOS every single day is TikTok. And it's not that there's anything inherently bad about TikTok, but nobody can tell me for sure that there's not. And that's the part that is causing people who don't really understand to do things like ban TikTok in the state of Montana and things like that. Like that's where it's coming from because nobody can prove independently verify that none of the stuff that the entire contents of your phone aren't being slurped up and and shipped off to a server somewhere else. So anytime there's transparency around something like this, anytime there's there's something where Apple actually can do something to say, like, we do take privacy seriously, I'm always glad for that. Good. Guy, what do you think on this? Yeah, um, the moment the moment I heard about this, my first response was, yay, you know, Apple's going to go after these people that are doing something that is just so abhorrent. But... Yeah. You know, the devil's in the details and there was there was no way to have something like this work without kind of also breaking their word as far as privacy goes. So it, it doesn't surprise me that they've just kind of said, OK, well, we would like to do this, but we can't do it without breaking our word to every user out there that it's going to be 100 percent accurate, 100 percent valid and 100% not going to look at stuff that maybe a lot of our users don't want us to look at that is completely fine and you know not illegal or anything. So they've just kind of said until something comes along that's better we're just not going to do it. And you know, that's too bad because this is this is something that I I would love to see go away and all of the people that that have anything to do with this receive the just punishment that they deserve. Yeah. But how about you, Jeff? What do you think? Apple made the right decision in the end. Um, they made the wrong decision in the beginning and, uh, and all the reasons that they gave for, for deciding to abandon CSAM mm-hmm. are all the discussions that they had to have had before they even said, Hey, we're going to do the CSAM thing. And uh, and based on those discussions, they should have decided, you know, the uh, the risks outweigh the benefits. And um, 
And yeah, had, had they moved forward with this, it would have created an infrastructure that uh, that opened the door for state sponsored surveillance just yep. across the board. And because this this isn't the kind of thing that you set up and uh, and it can't expand to other parts of your phone. That's that's not how this works. It's like putting in a, a secret back door so the government right. can bypass encryption. Once that that's there, it uh, it opens up the whole thing. Um, that said, yes, the the reason for wanting to do this absolutely makes sense and doing doing everything we can to protect children from really bad stuff is i mean that, there's value in that uh, yep. but there there are ways to do it that are better than this plan was and you also have to be careful to not use, but what about the children as an excuse to do anything that yes. impacts all of our privacy. Reach. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Cause we probably could go longer on this topic, but uh, I've got lots of stuff to cover today. Um, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, Apple again, expanding their horizons here in, in, in classical music. Uh, Apple is to acquire a major classical music label called BIS Records. It will, it's a Swedish classical music record label. It intends to fold it right into the Apple Music Classic and Platoon. Um, BIS Records was founded in 1973, and it was uh, focused on a range of classical music with a particular focus on works that are not well representative by existing recordings. So again, it's, it's another piece of classic uh, classical music that Apple's really looking to expand upon their catalog here. As we recall back in 2021, Apple announced that they had, uh, they had bought the prime phonic, they folded into Apple music, and then now they have that dedicated Apple music classical app uh, that earlier this year we talked about. Um, It's a, uh, uh, after the app's release, Apple had said they had been working with classical music artists to, and institutions to offer exclusive content and recordings. And this acquisition seems to appear to be the latest move to bolster that service. Jeff, what what's your thoughts on classical music? I, I know you like classical music. I'm very much a classical music guy. And I saw this announcement. And the gesture that that I made, I won't do because this is a family show. Honestly, <laughs> I don't give a crap ball about this and I'm angry that I don't give a crap ball about this. The reason I don't care is because Apple has not actually given us a useful classical music system yet. Limiting it to an iPhone app where I can't even listen to music at the audio quality that I want and I can't play it on the devices that I want. Whatever. This is a big nothing burger for me until Apple fixes that. <laughs> at which point I, I will then reevaluate and decide if I'm going to be happy or if I'm going to stay a cynical doink about the whole thing. <laughs> and Guy, would you get a crap ball about this? <laughs> my my crapola meter is like way low. It's it's like super <laughs> way low. Um <laughs> If it's Rolling Stones, Beatles, Little Richard, those are those are my classics. That's uh, classic, I, not classical. Okay. Oh, yeah. well, isn't classical what you do when you 
talk to somebody on the phone about it. <laughs> it's, it's and tell like, them to play the Rolling Stones. Well, hello, yeah, Master yeah, God. Exactly. It is an absolute pleasure oh, to make thank you. Oh, That's thank a classy you. call. Do you have any gray poupon? <laughs> yeah, we've both done classy calls. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's really right, how, yeah. how, how about you, Kelly? Before we wrap David, this you brought up. this on yourself. I um, did. Remember that. Yeah. Um, this is not the podcast you're looking for. Move along. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I I like classical music. Uh, I listen to a lot of classical music at work and a lot of film score stuff at work. So orchestral, a lot of that. Um, but uh, because I can't use the classical app on my computer, uh, this also probably doesn't affect me because I'm just still listening to the same playlists that I built um, before mm-hmm. in Apple Music because I can't listen to anything else because there is no Mac app. So when I'm sitting at my desk doing work and I have these beautiful Harman Kardon sound sticks that sit on my desk and I love to put music through them and I can't do it with Apple Music Classical, even though I really want to, because um, that would be awesome because there's probably a lot more stuff there than there is in the regular Apple Music app, but I'll never know. So uh, mostly I just listen to, um, like I said, the the, uh, Baroque uh, music playlists and the film score playlists that I guy. I don't know what that was, guy, but if it's not anyway. Baroque, don't fix it. <laughs> I read a study that it's better for your brain, like it helps with retention and things. So, like when I'm doing, uh, when I'm doing research and stuff for for stuff that I do as part of my job, I will put on Baroque music because it helps me concentrate, and it actually does seem to work. So. Like, I don't know. I don't know who who decided that needed to be a study, but uh, they did. And that's what they found. So that's usually what I end up listening to. OK, so uh, anyway, um, I would really yeah. like to I would really like Jeff. I would very much like to have a reaction oh, to this yeah. news. But I, until I can, I can't. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I agree that they I don't understand why they haven't expanded that uh, that app to other places. But yeah, I can't even say I'm, Apple is serious about classical music. Even though they're spending truckloads of money on on uh, labels and companies, because I have the app on my phone, I don't launch it. I it could it could have been deleted off my phone with my knowledge, and I wouldn't even realize it because there's no value in the app on my iPhone. The last place in the world where I'm going to try to listen to quality uh, level classical music. I wonder if it could have something to do with maybe somebody at Apple thinks it was a mistake not to buy into already existing content like they did with Apple TV and, and a few other things. And, you know, because they were all in with like well, everything that we do is going to be original content. In the meantime, yeah. Netflix and Hulu and all the other services like slurped up all of the the other content mm-hmm. and had hundreds of thousands of hours of stuff that people could watch while Apple, you know, forced you to watch Greyhound for 15 times because there wasn't much else on there. Not that Greyhound wasn't an okay movie. Cause it was I, just okay. I, I, I think it's, uh, it's worse than that guy. I think it's because Apple completely screwed the pooch on the classical music app and they 
they had a point where they had to get something out the door or it was going to become another um what what was the the uh, air pad thing the air for mat, tri- power the mat, air ma- power mat yeah, whatever welcome power, whatever mat, was, uh, i don't know yeah but but that's the thing why even i mean it, unless you have content already pre ready to go but they did they had they they had bucket loads of content ready to go and here's the thing they're apple they don't have to put it out until it's ready and they can just say i meant to do that and everyone will believe it and i didn't believe it once it's out nobody will care when once it's out so if you need to wait a year you know if you need to channel your inner nintendo legend of zelda game development and go we're going to take a whole nother year and just polish this thing who cares i mean we used to not get a release of a mac os release every september we used to get them when they was ready and Mm -hmm. maybe it was maybe it was a year maybe it was three you didn't know so like they're apple they can just put it out when they decide to put it out and you know but were those days so bad behold the glory of apple music classical and that would have been that and you know it didn't have to be like there's Jeff, it's it's Chaffin's razor. There's more to this story, and we just don't know what it is because it's ludicrous the way it's gone so far. Yeah, and and I I think the part that uh, Apple's not talking about publicly is they completely screwed up their yes. app, but yeah. still felt they needed to have something out by the deadline they set. Mm-hmm. So they oh. dropped an iPhone only thing, and the whole system is just kind of worthless right now. Yeah. Then why, even, how are you even why not just wait until it is ready? I mean, and again, this I goes agree. back to what you were talking about with sometimes we wouldn't get an update in, for the Mac OS for a year or two years or three years. But when we finally got a Mac OS update, it was usually pretty good, pretty stable yeah. and, and worth getting. And we paid yeah. $129 for it. Mm-hmm. Now we get it for free every single year. And the moment we, we sit there with bated breath with our and hands sometimes I want as we're about to hit that button to say, go ahead and do the do the update. And which apps is this going to break? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's let's go ahead and move on out of this, out of this topic. <laughs> uh, uh, next story here. This is uh, in Mac rumors. Uh, did you didn't get an Apple Care Plus getting your iPhone repaired may extend your eligibility up to two years. Um, Apple in recent months has beginning has had began providing customers in the U.S. an extended opportunity to um, to purchase Apple Care Plus coverage for their iPhone after a qualifying qualifying out of warranty repair at an Apple store or an authorized service provider. And uh, Apple reviewed this from an internal documentation they got from Apple. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, the Mac rumors did that. Um, the so-called Apple uh, Care Plus enrollment exception policy ha- happened in uh, late 2021, but it was limited to one year after the iPhone saw original purchase tape, and now the eligibility window has been extended to two years after purchase for iPhones in the U.S. only, I must stress. Um, and this is Apple Store's authorized service provider, so only inform customers th- that this policy exists after the iPhone has been serviced and the customer has 10 days to act on it. Um, so normally you would only have 60 days to get it after you bought the iPhone originally. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they've been pretty flexible with this and I knew, I, I knew this was happening a lot, but again, there's no guarantees that this is ever going to, could always be honored. All really depends on, you know, yeah. the day, but I think it's good to see that Apple is, is looking to expand people's, uh, uh availability of having Apple care plus, honestly, folks get Apple care plus on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. You should My not God, get yes. it. 
I mean, yeah. every mobile I, it's, device it's, makes. It's, it's saved my button a million times. I mean, you, you drop it, they'll take care of it. It's, you yeah. know, it's not like you, you need protection. What do you think, Kelly? Uh, I agree. Um, I also like the opportunity to extend that. Um, this is the kind of little nugget yeah. of information I can file away for when people go, Apple's making phones obsolete on purpose. They're trying to force me to buy a new one by putting out the, you know, yeah. they put out something new. So now I have to buy it and I'm mad. Like, no, you don't. You can, yeah. you know, in some instances you can extend the the repairability on the one that you already have. And, you know, we're going to talk about why that's past a certain point. That's not a good idea. That's, I know that's coming up next, right. but, um, <clears throat> but you can definitely get, you know, you can you can drive that sucker till the wheels fall off and it will be fine. And, uh, you know, this is just more more evidence that Apple stands behind the stuff they sell. Like, yeah, if you drop it and crack the screen, we will put a new screen on it and we will give you the opportunity to continue to, you know, use that and and, you know, get more Apple care on anyway. Plus, you know, for all the people who buy it and, and don't use it or use it once, you know, um, that's just free money for Apple. So. Yeah, it's part of this. Which will be the majority of people that buy it, really. I mean, it's not like every single person that buys an iPhone is going to drop it or break it. No, and if they do, they may not necessarily take it in. So, yeah. You don't have to self-insure yourself and pay out of the nose. It's why you buy car insurance. It's why you buy home insurance. It's why you buy any kind of insurance. Not necessarily because you expect a tornado is going to come down and rip the roof off your house. But if it does, But if it does, yeah. Then I don't have to spend. Exactly. live on this device. We got to have it. Yeah. You can't not be protected. Yeah. Any, any thoughts, Jeff? If you have a portable device from Apple that has a display of any kind, you buy Apple Care, period. Because all it takes yep. is one drop, and Apple Care has paid for itself. Because uh, because it covers that screen for you. Because you don't have to buy a new device. <laughs> right. Yep. So there you go. Um, giving people an extension on that, great. Um, and if you haven't bought Apple Care, but you're still in a window where you can, go ahead and get it. Yes, you're 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 gambling at this point, but but it's smart gambling because your gam your gamble is. I'm going to break my device and Apple's gamble is you are not going to break your device. This is how insurance works. And, right. and Who's one of you win? wins. And, uh, and, and what you hope is that it's Apple that wins because it means your device never was broken and didn't have to be out of your possession for any length of time. Right. All right. So let's move on. One last story here. This, I think was a humorous story. Uh, this this is nine to five back nine to five Mac. It's the iPad OS 17 finally lets you use a Game Boy camera for your FaceTime calls because why not? Uh, Federico Vertucci is the one you know he's done some wild things over the Mac stories and he's done that in the past, but he's back at it again here with a new story on this. Uh, he explains that the iPad OS 17 support for USB video class devices opens up a world of possibilities for iPad users, including finally being able to use a Game Boy camera for FaceTime video calls. Uh, uh, this is uh, Federico's crazy is his best, and, uh, and no one else in their right mind would ever even think of trying this, right? Um, so they go through a lot of specifics on how to do this, and and I think this is cool because uh, I won't I won't say who I've been working with, but you know there, there are some video uh uh, clients out there that I've been beta testing 
that uh, they're really looking to expand upon the iPad's uh, flexibility of using external cameras. And uh, this is a good example of it because uh, uh, being able to have a front and, you know, be, be a content creator and using an iPad is going to be so much mm -hmm. easier having your front and back cameras and iPad OS 17 is going to make it even more flexible. Guy, you're laughing. I know you would, you'd be all over this, right? Sure. With, with I, this Game I mean, Boy. why wouldn't I use a Game Boy camera from 20 years ago? <laughs> why not? No, you know, I, I mean, this is, this is, it's, it's insane that, that Frederico thought of, of even trying this. And I, frankly, I applaud him for, for doing yes. so. And I wish I had thought of it first. There you go. How about you, Jeff? Well, if you needed any reason to upgrade to iOS 17 when it's available, you yeah. now have it. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, I'm also disappointed that I no longer have a Game Boy. Sadly, I didn't have the foresight 20 years ago to keep mine or 30 years, however long ago it was when, uh, when, when, we all were rocking our Game Boys and we were all kick-ass for it. Um, I want to do this. I want to do FaceTime calls with friends <laughs> on a Game Boy camera because why not? Yeah. There might, there might be an uptick on, on eBay for people finding Game Boys and buying them. Listen, everybody <laughs> wants green five frames a second video to send to their friends and loved ones. Why not? You know, maybe we can get an update like to Camo or something that uh, makes our our 4K cameras appear as if they're a Game Boy camera. I would pay I for would, that. Bit, yeah. I would subscribe to Game Boy camera mode. I absolutely would. That would yeah. be amazing. Anything, uh, your thoughts on it, Kelly? I love everything happening here. I am fundamentally a very, very silly person. Um, and so things like this always please me because it's just another one of those moments when um, it turns out I'm not the only person in the world who does this sort of thing. You know, um, we bought one of those Christmas light displays that has the Bluetooth speaker. So it'll play music with your Christmas lights, but also it will sync the music to the Christmas lights. And so, yeah, I went outside and I have a little video of like Christmas music playing with the, the lights all doing the thing. But then of course I also have um, a song by an industrial band that is, uh, that samples Daleks. And so you can watch my life <laughs> to exterminate, <laughs> annihilate, destroy, because that pleases me because I'm fundamentally a very silly person. So something like this, um, people who figure out how to hook an, an OG thousand pound apple extended to keyboard to their ipad pro so they can type on it like there's a special place in my heart for that kind of activity because i just like knowing i live in a timeline where that's a thing that happens and so i i love all of this and part of what i love about this is the fundamental ridiculousness of it and teaching himself called it ridiculous so i know i'm on pretty firm <laughs> ground there but also because this kicks open again a door of possibility for what people can do with an ipad and that's the thing that so many people like teachy uh like me like jeff like this is one of the the kinds of things that has been missing for so long when people talk about like oh it's handicapped or yeah. oh it's it's been kneecapped and and it's never going to be a real computer and all that kind of stuff like you like i'm not looking to apple to do anything but give us the the lego base and hand that to developers and let them stack whatever bricks on it they want to make something awesome we yep. just need the plate yep. 
And this is one of those moments where Apple gave us the Lego plate and now somebody's going to be able to go do really interesting stuff with it. So this is another one of those moments with the iPad where I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with it now that Apple has made this possible because I never wanted Apple to do all the work. I just wanted Apple to make it possible for people who were interested to be able to make these kinds of things work because that's how you get the computer that works for you is is by having the potential there to do the kinds of things you need to do or want to do, like hook up a Game Boy. And I love everything about it. See, yeah, now I want to see Quentin Tarantino do his 10th and last movie on a Game Boy camera. <laughs> a Game Boy camera. <laughs> oh it could gosh. happen. It could it happen. Could. It would be epic. You've put that out All into right. the universe now, guys. I did. Think I about did. what you've done. No, yeah. I am good about it. I am so good with this. I want to see this. Even if somebody just wants to channel their inner Tarantino, please get a Game Boy camera and film something that looks like Pulp Fiction with it. Thank you. <laughs> just do a couple close-ups on feet and a couple gunshots. Yeah. You've got a Tarantino movie on your Game and, Boy. And some classic 70s music. Yes. There you go. All right, let's go on to the topics for this week. Uh, before we do that, though, I make sure I want to shout out everybody. It's in the chat uh, tonight. Uh, it's uh, youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. We uh, miss you, Ben. Ben couldn't make it on the show t- tonight, but he's there in spirit with us in the chat room. So shout out to Ben. Glad, thanks. We're glad you're out there. Um, but let's uh, go ahead and talk about some very important updates I mentioned earlier uh, this uh, 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 this. Uh, week actually it actually was announced today as we record this um so super important to uh, go out update all of your devices it's co- it, this has to do with iOS iPad OS Mac OS and Watch OS um it's a very very active and exploited vulnerability uh and, and uh, this is 16.6.1 for iOS and uh, for Mac OS Ventura 13.5.2 as well as watch OS 9.6.2 is, is the, the versions that I just, I just did all my mass updates a little while ago. Um, very important to, 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 to have this. And it does uh, what, really what the, the security issue is, is in all of those OSs, uh, the processing a maliciously crafted image could lead to arbitrary code execution, allowing hackers to gain access to your operating system with a simple picture. Uh, Apple, Apple fixed the image IO process by addressing a buffer overflow issue for memory handling. So it's getting a little techy here, but it is super important. Uh, and uh, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for putting it in this in the, in the show notes too. This was the uh, article by uh, uh, the citizen citizen lab.ca really goes through the, de- the detail of the blast pass exploit chain. And like I said, we won't go too uh, deep into the, uh, into the weeds here with this, but uh it's really it just let's let's put it this way this is a very serious update and you need to have done you know now i mean apple doesn't jump on especially when we're we're, we're this close to the next version of yeah, ios coming out 17 yeah so we're very very close that they knew that this was a super uh, super vulnerable thing that had to be done so especially when the bulk of the update notes is you need to run this yeah. it needs to be installed the less detail that you get about an, an OS update, especially like we, like you were saying, David, on this kind of schedule, um, the less information there is, the more you need to do it. They are in direct relation to each other. So if they basically just say it fixes a vulnerability, you need to drop everything and go run it immediately because 
Yes, uh, it means it is so bad. They don't want to put it in the security. It'll come out later. You'll see it later what it actually was. Um, but yeah. otherwise, it's really bad. Um, and so, like, we've had a few of these in the last year, year and a half, where it was, um, yeah, you need to, you you just need to install the system update. It's a thing that that's that's happening, and, and you need to get in on it immediately. And that's like all the information that you get about it. And the reason for that is so they're not publishing how people can do bad stuff to your stuff with their stuff. So uh, they they try to keep that kind of as secret as they can. And so by the way they do that is going. Again, with the Jedi hand wave, you need to run an update, and then that's all they will say, at least at first. So um, I'm glad. I'm glad it's out, and I'm glad that they turned it around as fast as they did. Um, this is a a very very serious exploit. So um, you know, one of one of the things that that always used to sort of help people was you could give everyone a rule of don't click on things, don't click on it, don't click on the attachment. Don't click on the link. Don't click on the whatever. But this doesn't need you to click. And that's the stuff like that where all someone has to do is send it to you and wait. Those are really, truly terrifying. And that's what this one is. So it's terrible. And you can stop it by making sure your system's up to date. Please do. Do you have anything else to add, uh, Jeff or Gergai? I did the update just before we started tonight. Yep, I did that earlier today. I, I'm curious about the technical aspect of, uh, you know, how Apple can push out important security updates without mm-hmm. your intervention. What makes it where it's something they can push out and just have it on your phone versus something where they have to roll out an updater that you have to run, but like we got today. And I don't expect any of us to have the answer. I'm just curious. So maybe I'll look that up at some point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, so go out there, uh, update it, tell your family, tell your friends. I I just texted my family not too long ago. Let them know and make sure you update your iPhone. It's yeah. important. Um, and then uh, let's move on to beta this week. Uh, beta 8 of iOS 17, iPad OS 17, and all the other betas are are still continuing. Uh, there's been a bit of rumor that they've been saying that this this version could possibly be the final shipping version, and they couldn't just convert it right to release candidate. Uh, on on uh, who knows, it could be tomorrow as we record this, uh, or on Monday the next week before the the event. So um, hard to say, but uh, it, you know it, it it it's pretty solid. You know, I we all many of us here have been using it for a bit, and I think uh, we've been in good shape when it comes to that. Uh, the I have something to beta. add on that. Oh yeah, please, please, thank you. Um, I I installed this uh, beta on my iPad today, mm-hmm. and this is why betas are betas. For some reason, my iPad now tells me that the passcode that I used to log into it is not the correct one. Oof. I can't log into my iPad after installing the the latest iPad OS 17 update. Hmm. Well, interesting you say that because um, at least on the iPhone, there was a, there is, I have an article in the show notes here about the fact that you are not going to be able to change uh, to a new passcode if you forget it. Um, and they give you up to 72 hour grace period to do it without being locked out of your device. And, it, and there's a description of how that works mm-hmm. and how to do it, but they are specifically talking about the iPhone. So I don't know if that's going to work. No, it's iPad, iPad OS 17 as well. 
they say, okay, I did, I didn't go well, I'll play that. with it. Maybe there's something I can do there and uh, yeah. get back in. But this is why it's my sacrificial iPad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because I always say that. I, yeah. yeah, I I can wipe this thing and start over, and yep. uh, and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. If, if it was a it production device. machine, I'd be kind of screwed right now. I'd Absolutely. Be very unhappy. Very unhappy. So that yeah, that's out there. So uh, be aware of that. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is definitely uh, going to be interesting to see where it goes. And uh, the other thing too that I have a link here uh, is the fact that there's there's rumor saying that uh, iOS 17 and iPad OS 17 will be likely released simultaneously. Unlike last year, if there was quite a oh, there was yeah. quite a That's separation. A long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, like I think the I- iPad OS didn't come out for another two almost two months it was after like yeah. iOS. A long time. Yeah. Uh, Sixteen came out, so so it's looking like uh, Apple has some confidence that iPad OS is pretty solid that uh, they don't think they'd have to do that this year. So, um, well, quite frankly, they should, they should, there's, there's really, you know, the, the, the difference between iOS and iPad OS is it, it, it's a hair's bit of difference as compared to going to the Mac OS. So the fact that, that you've got iOS is ready to go and iPad OS for reasons, is not the only the only reason I could think of is that they've got new iPads in the works that they want to get out with the brand new OS. Other than that, it's like just release them both at the same time. Get on yeah. with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's I mean, every year is never dull when we follow this. It's always yeah. something different. We all, all the years that we, all of us here have been covering Apple. It's uh, it's never been a dull moment when it comes to. Uh, not one. Uh, OS releases. So why not keep it exciting for us? Um, so let's uh, go ahead and move on. And uh, yes, I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we, uh, Apple is going to have a big announcement. This is the pre-episode uh, uh, of this event. Uh, the event's going to be happening on on um, Tuesday, September 12th. It's almost guaranteed that they're going to be announcing a, a brand new iPhone, the iPhone 15, as all the rumors have been uh, set. Uh, and uh, it... Uh, it, it, it is definitely something that's going to be uh, uh, exciting, I think. I mean, I always get excited when a new iPhone comes out, and I always get it. So <laughs> you, you always get to hear about it. So uh, I, I think uh, uh, I, I think it's going to be a really great thing uh, to see. And uh, many, of the, uh, many of the features that are going to be uh, available, have, are, we've been talking about, there's a n- number of different features they're talking about with the iPhone, uh, including a a titanium frame, which will weigh less. And, a bit, you know, of course, we're always going to get the faster processor. Wi Fi 6E is going to be another thing. But the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, thing that's going to happen is USB C. And it's almost a, it's almost a guarantee at this point that uh, it's going to happen because of the EU. Apple, uh, Apple was had forced their hand. They obviously did not want to make two different versions of the iPhone for. To, uh, not not in the EU as well as other countries, including the U.S. So they're they're definitely going to be uh, they're, they're definitely going to be changing it from what they're for. Everybody says uh, to the USB-C uh, from Lightning. Uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been a long time with Lightning uh, over ten years since we've, mm-hmm. we've had the Lightning connector. So I think it was due. Uh, so they 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 um, also are looking to to. to do much more vast improvement and you know ben uh, we talked with him last week he, he actually i have a link in the show notes with his blog post that he talked about 
you know, this was a long time coming. It was overdue. You know, we, we really needed to, to get this yeah. universalized. And if anything, I think this is an opportunity to, that maybe iPhone sales will even go up higher in a lot of more Android conversion because of the fact of having a USB-C port, because which, which you know, that's, that's been on the Android devices for quite some time. Um, so, uh, that, that is, uh, definitely going to be something interesting to see, uh, where, when it comes to, uh, uh, to the iPhone, uh, Jeff, do you have any, uh, do you have any thoughts on where, the, where you think the iPhone or uh, any predictions or what you think with the iPhone 15 beyond, uh, what they've been talking about? Well, I've been steadfast in my belief that that USB-C is not coming to the iPhone. And at this point, I fully expect that on Tuesday, Apple will prove me wrong and we will get iPhones with USB-C. And someone pointed out on one of my social medias yesterday or today Mm -hmm. that when Phil Schiller was on stage uh, at whichever iPhone event where the lightning port was introduced, Mm -hmm. They actually told us this port is for 10 years. They they said that this is the port on the iPhone for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like mm. said that specifically, which if that's if that if they were intentionally telegraphing that to us, they're right on schedule to retire <laughs> the lightning port that's because true. it's been 10 years. Yeah, it was the five, right? I don't even remember now. The four and the four S or 30 pin. So then I think it was the five with the extra row of icons and the, the whole new cable. Yeah. I think that was more along the lines of just to kind of, to try and blunt a lot of the criticism that people had because they were retiring well, yeah. in the, the 30 pin connector, which is what, you know, the iPod was using. It's, it's what the iPhone was using. And a lot of people had for reasons bought into 30 pin connector devices that, you know, their iPhones and other devices would connect to. Mm -hmm. And basically Apple was like, look, no, we know you invested money in the 30 pin connector, but this is a much better port. Uh, As far as USB-C goes, you know, I I know Apple would love to sell us a phone that doesn't have any ports in it whatsoever. But quite frankly, I, I don't think most people are ready for a world like that. So instead of continuing to use a connector that nobody else in the world uses, the fact that they've gone to USB-C, which is what everybody is using now, and they helped kind of pioneer this connector and, and bring it in, mm-hmm. then why not? Just, just you know, it, it, stop complaining about something that the, you say the EU is forcing you to do, Apple, and just embrace yeah. it. You know, just... Embrace it, bring it in. You now have USB-C on your phone, just like everybody else. So people don't have to buy different types of connectors and different types of cables for some of their different devices. The the other side of that is that the iPhone will now have the same hot mess connector that every other phone has. The, The connector where it's like, which cable do I use? Why doesn't this charge the way I expect it to? What do you mean I can't get data through? Oh, wait, now the data is working. Why doesn't data go very fast on this? Because the the whole cable thing for USB-C is just a dumpster fire. And oh, yeah, it's a disaster. Yeah, and so I think that a lot of people will be pissed off 
because sure. their iPhone doesn't charge as fast as it should because they're using some um, $5 USB-C cable that they got at uh, at a gas station. Mm-hmm. Dollar General. <laughs> yeah, Dollar General. Dollar General. Where, by the way, Dollar General at, it, over here, I walked, by, I walked by it the other day and, and in Sharpie on the, uh, on, on the sign in the window, it said $1.25. I thought Dollar General was Inflation. insurance. No, it's, yeah. it's, well, it's like dollar, dollar Tree. Yeah, it's generally okay. a dollar. Yeah. yeah, at this point, generally. Anyhow, yeah, um, yeah. I I don't think USB C is the uh, the magic fix that everyone's hoping for, yeah. and uh, and I'm waiting until I get a phone, an iPhone with USB C, and then I will bite the bullet. And I will spend the stupid money that I'm going to have to spend to get a couple. Um, uh, what are they calling them? Jesus cables, because it it connects to everything. Does maximum bandwidth from Thunderbolt um, down to USB C, and uh, and can handle whatever voltage you're gonna or wattage you're gonna pump through it. So I I can have one cable to rule them all. And use it with everything, and I don't have to worry about if it's the right cable or not. And I'll get to somebody. Somebody eventually will come up with uh, a, not so much a standard, but you know, with packaging on the outside saying, you know, this is the cable that you can use for all of your iPhones and all of your iPads and every other Apple device that you have out there, and that'll be the cable that you choose. Uh, uh, I have you, one of those. If you want to buy cables. Kelly. Yeah, if you want to buy if you want to buy a cable from, you know, dollar twenty five general or or dollar twenty five dollar tree, then okay, but it may or may not work the way that you expect. Yeah, this oh, is not. Okay. I don't think it's Thunderbolt, but it'll do um, at least a hundred watt charging, which will be a sixteen inch laptop. Um, yep, I I have that same cable, solid cable. I just bought a real short one because I wanted one that was that was real short, um, but also. Um, because uh jeff you and i both have a nintendo switch and probably have an auxiliary location where that charges um because i have a um i have other technology and i knew a lot of stuff was going to end up being USB-C anyway um when i got my laptop my m1 laptop a couple of years ago and it was my first USB-C computer um i bought a couple of like solid USB-C cables so I knew I could charge it you know and I could have one like one that lives in my backpack so if I go anywhere I know I have charging um and a solid charger to go with that so like I I think a lot of people are going to be mad but they're only going to be mad for a minute we were just talking about this on the after show um it's going to be one of those you have that cable now you already use it for your switch your steam deck your um other your drone your drone oh, remote control everything. your yeah. playstation controller your xbone controller all of those that little oval thing is the thing that apple's trying to give you now the one that you already got with your computer the one that you were mad about when your watch cable wouldn't plug in to the square charger that you got with your original iPhone 4. Like that thing is the thing that that you're going to get rid of, you know, and then people are like, oh, because also the landscape has changed dramatically. Like, Jeff, I know you said that USB-C is, is 
a garbage fire. And that's true if you are trying to do very many specific things. If you want Thunderbolt throughput, you're going to have a bad time. If you want data only Mm -hmm. or not data, you're going to have a bad time because you have to do a ton of research. But the abundance of cables that's out there, this is not the crater, the smoking crater in your visa that the lightning upgrade was because at least initially you could either buy a really stupidly expensive one from Belkin or a just dumb expensive one from Apple. And those were your choices. And yeah, now good times. you have <clears throat> Ugreen and JSOX and Smartish and, 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 yeah. and, and there's one I'm not naming and there's a reason for that. And that's another podcast, but um, there are so many uh, rolling square who makes the cable that I am holding up on the live stream. Um, There are many, many options for a very solid, very useful, high-speed charging, high-speed data cable that didn't simply did not exist, you know, for many years of lightning phones. So if we go to, you know, if we go to USB-C and people go, wait a minute, you're telling me that with this Apple Silicon machine, Apple Silicon machine, that has like I can effectively use for a couple three days before I plug it in. If I just pull that power cord out of the side of that and poke it in the bottom of my phone, it'll be fine. Yes. Oh. Yep. Now I'm not mad. And and I agree. For a lot of people, it won't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for, still a hot for, mess. For the specific, I'm I'm absolutely not denying it's a garbage fire, but uh, you don't necessarily have to go into it buying a fifty dollar cable in order to make sure that you're getting what you're getting, because even for 50 bucks, you may not be getting the thing that you're actually, you know, trying for. So if you're somebody who has a specific USB-C connector need, then um, you need to find your friendly neighborhood IT person, buy them a beverage and get them to tell you what, what you need to look for in order to get the cable that you need. I think most people for most things are going to be fine. You know, um, like I have a car charger that um runs a USB-C cable from the uh from the lighter to the magsafe thing and then the mag when i when i hook my phone to it then it's magnetic it, you know it it magnets to it and then it magsafe charges my phone so yep. that's awesome and when i upgraded the car charger in my car um my phone just charged faster so that was great so you know there's lots of there there's Lots of those things already exist in the world that you could, you know, potentially already be using. And if you just pay a little bit of attention to the stuff that you have in your house, you can do that. Or like I told a friend of mine on social media the other day, if you need more USB A to C cables, what you do is you take an iPod full of Barry White and you stick it in a drawer with two USB A to C cables and you wait and then you have more cables at the end. All right. It does work. Let me uh, get get to the chat here. Let me get to the chat here real quick in uh, on our in the YouTube uh, uh, live stream here. Uh, Ben's uh, got a good good comment here. It says uh, my mom is confused as to why her iPad can't use the same cable as her i. Sorry, the i. The, her, her her she's confused as to why she, her iPad can't use the same cable as her. I think he meant his her iPhone uh, yeah. because uh, uh, yeah, you're right. I think that's going to be uh, one of the things that's going to help. Uh, with folks like that, they don't aren't going to when they have an iPad and an iPhone now. Assuming mm-hmm. they have the more later versions of the iPad, those are all USB C now. Um, 
other thing I wanted to mention too, I did find an article here actually that was written today as we record this on nine to five Mac. And it was a history lesson about when Phil Schiller unveiled the lightning connector ahead of the, <laughs> uh, uh, and ahead of our switch to the USB-C. Ironically, it was September 12th, 2012. I mean, that, that, there we how, go. How, uh, what a, so what see, a, it's a whole what, other year. You people yeah. are welcome. You got 11 years out of, but it's the exact same date. So we're going to get USB-C more than likely 11 years later. Uh, and, uh, and on the same exact date. And it was the iPhone five. You were right to Kelly, that that was the first iPhone that switched, uh, from 30 pins. So, the, the so we got extra out of our investment in all of our lightning cables. <laughs> okay. Extra year. We need to so, stop complaining and I need to get over it. We got an extra year. Yeah. So yeah, take a look at, uh, that's, it's kind of a fun history lesson to go back. I remember vividly watching, watching that keynote, uh, mm-hmm. when Phil came on stage to talk about lightning, we got kind of excited and, and everybody also disgruntled and like, why, what I got, I got all these nine thirty pin connectors and, and then people buying those ridiculous big giant adapter to a lightning connector and plugging it in. Cause they had to keep their cable. <laughs> and, um, oh, so I, I don't think well, it's if you had an iHome uh, clock, clock radio, radio yeah. you, needed oh, yeah. that. <laughs> you needed that as well as the, uh, uh, the, what was that? Uh, hi, the the hi fi, the Apple hi fi, iPod hi fi, yeah, iPod hi fi. Yeah, yeah, it was that was and, the then, and then you had to worry that your phone was going to break with the or the connector is going to break in the phone because the only thing holding the phone upright at that point was the the dubious lightning connector on the uh, thirty pin adapter. Yep, good times. Uh, it's a lot of it was very good times. One other thing, the things that we're probably expecting is in hardware that there's, they've been pretty much rumoring. And this is all uh, Mark Ehrman, who's very good of getting a lot of really good information from the rumor mill from Bloomberg um, that the AirPods Pro are going to get a USB-C charging case. Uh, Of course, uh, I didn't even mention the fact that, I didn't even mention the fact that the the name of this event is Wonderlust. I still don't know what the hell, hell that is, but okay. Uh, I thought and, it was an Oasis song. Yeah, That's maybe Wonder it is. Wall. That was Wonder oh, Wall. Oh, right, though. right. Yeah. Um, so that, that's going to be interesting to see where that goes with the AirPods, the AirPods Pro 2. Um, and I also want to know, are, are, you, are you, from what they're saying, they may not even come out with new ones. They're going to be the same ones, just the case will have USB-Cs from what they're saying. And, and are they going to sell the case if someone who has all these, all mm-hmm. of us who have the lightning case, can we switch it to the USB-C case? You know, they, if we, if we think back, they did do that when, when they got the newer version that had Wi-Fi charging, uh, I'm sorry, wireless yeah, charging the, capabilities. The OG AirPods, um, when they got the wireless charging, you could just buy yeah, a case. They, they sw- they, you were able to get a, a case for that. So there hasn't been any much rumblings about that. So, um, so it sounds like it's going to be a pretty, pretty high focused iPhone event, but uh, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other things that they're going to get announced as well. Lots of, lots um, of portable device updates. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be. Um, Don't expect uh, any Mac stuff. Yeah. No, no, Mac oh, no, stuff, no, Mac. no, no Mac. TVs. Uh, no but I, think, I bet we get a watch. We might get an iPad. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't we even could, talk about could, the watch. They could, they could do an iPad update. They could do a mini if you're supposed to carry it around with you everywhere. Although, I've heard although I wasn't gonna... pockets that will hold an iPad mini. So it's possible that maybe we'll get a new mini. With the, with the watch, Apple I will start I'd... making pants with pockets big enough to hold these things. That's okay. just ridiculous. Carhartt already does, but fair point. For me, but yeah. Yep. 
sweatpants. Uh, but I mean, they're, they're also talking about rumors on the Apple Watch that potentially that Apple's switching their their manufacturing that they might be three D printing uh, uh, watches uh, that have uh, instead of the normal manufacturing that they've been doing. There, that was, of course, a pretty hardcore rumor. So I was kind of like, eh, why, why would they do that? Somebody said once metal three D printing. Yeah. yeah. Why? Stamping is faster. At scale, I. I can't. Yeah, but they're, out but how they're not sense. stamping. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're doing molds. Okay. Well, it's six and one half dozen. It's still over, really. It's. I. Yeah, I am with you. Why? But at the same time, well, that's cool. Yeah. Certainly not for metal. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't expect that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and there's a number of things, but you know, I'm not going to hit down all these rumors because just, just watch the event. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've got links, all kinds of links in the show notes, including, uh, yeah. um, Mark Ehrman's, uh, power on, uh, newsletter that he sends out every week from Bloomberg, which is, uh, which is an open free one you can read. So I got to have my hand that paywall, uh, uh, take a look at that, uh, as well as all the other stuff that's, uh, oh, that's oh. there as well. Go ahead. I came up with a reason to do 3d. Um, it's uh, it it's less wasteful. So with uh, oh, with no molds style. and machining, which is what you're doing right now with a watch uh, mm-hmm. frame, you potentially have less waste if you're doing metal 3D printing. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got. Yeah, that would make I'll sense. I'll put a link so in the show notes. So it's some some of that discussion. Kind of that, <laughs> that's the kind that's of stretch. thing that Apple would decide to do for for those kinds of reasons like there's there's no scrap at this point you know so yeah i could see it yep i'll i'll have a, I'll have an article in the, in the show notes uh, mac 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 world did, did a discussion about this and you can you can take a look at that for yourself um a couple of things i want to talk about before we wrap up this week uh backups i i was talking to somebody and and uh and I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, backups, specifically backing up your messages so you don't lose them. There's so many people who don't, who just completely rely on just, okay, iCloud's backing everything up for me and I don't have to worry about it. And then, then when they go to, to to restore it and they realize, well, wait a minute, where are all my messages? All my all my messages are gone. Whoa, what? I, oh, years and years of messages. And that's, and that's probably one of the biggest problems besides photos of, of the, the bulk of, of the size of your backup is because people save everything in their messages app with the photos and graphics and everything that they're sending back and forth. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about how you, you should be doing redundancy. You should be, you should be doing alternate backups as in addition to your iCloud now, yes, I, I fully promote having iCloud as a backup uh, mechanism, and, and you definitely have to get the, at very least, 200 gig uh, service uh, uh, the for, from for iCloud. Don't 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 bother with the 50 gigs unless you really don't have a lot of stuff. I mean, I think maybe some people will, will be okay with that. I have a family plan as part of the Apple One bundle. It's two ter- uh, to, uh, two terabytes uh, that 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 really is helping my family and we're, we're, we're only using a little over half of it. So we still, I sort of still have a ton more space left. So, so it isn't a big deal. Maybe 50 will work with you if you want, if, you're, if that's your budget, but uh, go with 200. I think it's, it's the, the best, uh, best way of doing it, but that's the first most primary thing, the way you've got to back things up. 
Um, but the second thing you always got to do is you should also also do is you should be backing up using the finder and, uh, connecting your iPhone, uh, to your, to your Mac and, uh, do a backup to an external drive. So that'll do a full backup of the entire iPhone as well. And that's, a, that's another good way of, 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 uh, backing things up. Um, and, uh, doesn't hurt to do that. The third one I always talk about and absolutely love this application and that's iMazing. I think iMazing is well worth the investment to having uh, this, to being able to back things up. What the, what, what's the amazing thing about iMazing is the fact that uh, when you run the app, you can get to that backup. And if, if you need a copy of, your, of, a, of a text a message from messages or anything, you can get to it and be able to export it. And, and what that, that's the one, one of the best things with messages is the fact of being able to export a message, a message you had dialogue with somebody uh, for into a PDF, or you can export to any a number of other formats. And um, I tell you that probably comes in handy a lot of times, especially in, in the legal world, because you, you you watch all these court shows and, the, and everybody always has test messages to prove whatever they're, they're proving in, in, in the court of law. And they have everything printed out. They have everything electronic and in, this app alone makes it super easy to be able to um, uh, be able to uh, get get what you need, and, and not only that, but any of the settings, and you just have a really granular access to your to your backup and being able to access it even mm-hmm. more deeply than you can with iCloud because iCloud is so limited when it comes to getting to it. So and uh, it's so mysterious. Those, That's the other thing about yeah, iCloud, iCloud that is, I find really frustrating mm-hmm. is the yeah. iCloud backup backs up stuff, some, yep. not all. But which, who can say? No one knows. It's all a mystery. Um, so I wanted to tack on, first of all, iAmazing, not yet a sponsor of In Touch with iOS. But also, um, the rule for backup is that, that I heard a long time ago, probably from your friend and mine, Bob Levitis, mm-hmm. uh, was mm-hmm. one, two, three, or the three, two, one rule, I guess, is of backups. Um, right. Your data should live in a minimum of three places. You should be using two different methods to do that. So if one of them, so don't time machine twice, use time machine and then something else. Um, And one of those places, one of those copies of your data should not live in the same place as you. Right. So yeah, three, three sets of data, two different methods and at least one offsite. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to say about iMazing, because I wanted to tack on, I too adore Please. iMazing. I use it constantly. Um, Me too. iMazing gives you, first of all, um, amazing text message backup. Second of all, it gives you transparency. We talked about it at the top of the show. Um, you can see exactly what you're backing up and you can decide, I don't need all those gigabytes of text messages or I only need all those gigabytes of text messages. And you can do things like... Um, I'm going to go on a trip. So I'm going to do a complete backup of my phone and maybe I'm traveling to some place where it wouldn't be a great idea for me to have anything particularly interesting on my phone. So I can now, now that I've created this backup, I can preserve it on my computer, leave my computer at home, nuke my phone, install the two things I'm going to actually need while I'm gone. And then if anybody, you know, if I get searched at a border crossing or something here, my phone is boring you can't, you know, there's nothing interesting in it. Here you go. Right. And when I come home, I can restore that previous backup and have my phone back. And it will save, much like Time Machine, it will save incremental backups. So you can do things like that. I'm going to install a beta. Um, and now I can't get into it. 
uh, because it decided my like passcode is wrong. Whatever happened? Uh, hypothetically, like I've heard, I've heard people say things like this. <laughs> um, so then you can uh, plug it in and go. I don't want today's backup. I want yesterday's backup, and it will give you, you know, that point in time. It also does voicemail. I have saved so many people's voicemail bacon um, by doing this because there's not an easy or an obvious way to do it otherwise. Um, so people come to me and go, I have this voicemail from this person. I can't ever get voicemail from again and I want to save it. And every time and 100% of the time I plug it into iMazing, it saves it. And then it's just a file on my computer. I have this audio file. What would you like me to do with it? Do it and put yeah. it on CD. Do and then they cry. Drive, whatever. And then, yeah, like it's unbelievable. Um, but also uh, like the other thing that, that about iMazing that is awesome that I think sometimes even people who like it don't always know about is you don't have to plug your phone into your computer anymore. You can set up right. the Wi-Fi Fairless. backup. And then as long as your phone is in the vicinity, then you get a backup and you can decide what that backup is. Maybe it's just your apps. Maybe it's only your text messages. You know, like you can adjust what all of those things are, where it lives. If you yep. have like an external hard drive, you want to make a copy to, you know, that gets backed up elsewhere or somewhere. Um, you can do it that way. And that that also really, really helps. And I think um, in my day job, I have had people who didn't bother with iCloud backup or didn't have any other way, like never hooked their phone and their computer up. They had no relation, you know, the phone, the computer had no relationship and dropped it and it was obliterated and Apple couldn't recover anything or you know, it got lost forever. It's never coming back. And now they have no starting point for their data. And that kind of thing um, usually will put, will, will kind of get people on the backup bandwagon. But the thing I try to explain to people is you want to be on that bandwagon before you need to be on that bandwagon. Yes. So, yes. yeah. So let's say I pick up your phone and like, uh, this is an example I use with people all the time. Suppose I pick up my phone, p- suppose I pick up your phone and walk away with it and you never get it back. What now? Yeah. I'm completely screwed. Yeah. We can fix that. Here's how. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, same with your computer. Most people's computers don't go as many places with them as their phones. But um, you know, whether the whether the loss of the phone was an embarrassing story or not, um, it does happen. It happens to people all the time. Before yeah. everybody carried around a computer in their pocket when I worked for a company doing hard drive support, uh, the statistic we were always given was at least 50% of people will experience data loss on a computer at some point. And at least 25% of people and and like 25% of people actually back up. This was in, in the era before time machine. So I would like to think that number is higher. It may not be, um, but that's a whole lot of people who are going to lose data and not be able to do anything about it. So don't, don't be that guy. Oh, please. Yeah. So uh highly recommend that what we just discussed and let, uh, we'll have um, links in the show notes of, of, of iMazing. And anything you need to know about backing up uh, your your complete backup of your phone, even could do even do it with your iPad. I think it's important to do both. If you have if you have an iPad as well, make sure you're backing all that stuff up. So, uh, and, and and take care of that. So, um, one more topic I want to hit real qu- real quick here is a couple of us on this panel. And I think it's just I think it's just including myself and Jeff. Uh, we were talking about this on iMac Voices Live a couple of weeks ago that we all joined this new social media called Spoutable. And uh, I'm actually pretty 
impressed with the, how it's grown and how how it has some interaction. And Jeff, what, what have been your initial thoughts with Spoutable since uh, since you joined? Well, uh, I, I joined back when you could first get in. Oh, you did? And, okay. And um, so for me, it's a comparison now because when I got into Spoutable, it was like walking into a big room that has nothing in it. Yeah. And way at the far end, there was someone and they were looking at the wall. So they didn't even know I was there. And now there's a bunch of people in the room. So, um, yeah, in the beginning, it, it was, it was worse than an echo chamber. It was like an anechoic chamber. And now there's activity and it it feels like it's really coming to life. It seems so. And, and I think, uh, we, 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 we just kind of just, it was, uh, I think it was brought up when, when Chuck, uh, Chuck Joyner did the, uh, did his survey of all the, all the different social media, uh, availability out there and, uh, Spotable came up and I'm like, what is that? So I didn't even know about it either. So then we joined. So I think it's kind of a fun place and it's not as noisy, of course, as X and, um, and just as an additional way of, of interacting, um, so I don't call you, you, you haven't even joined blue sky. So I don't, you're probably going to be resistant to this too. So. It's not so much that I'm resistant as much as uh, I don't. One of the benefits of Twitter slowly burning to the ground is mm-hmm. that I spend less time on social media. So I don't okay. have the uh, like, I spend way more time on Mastodon than I probably should anyway. Um, but uh, <laughs> I look at there and that's pretty much it. So um, okay. that's what's uh, great about having choices. Yeah. So I like it there and uh, it's, it's fun and weird and I get to have random entertaining conversations with people. Um, uh, and it like all kinds of people, which is also the part that's really fun. It's got that very um, early Twitter vibe of uh you know you can randomly say something to somebody and have them totally reply to you and that's pretty neat and i so i haven't put the patience into any of the others and part of the reason for that is because i used to i used to be the person i signed up for friend feed and what was the one that was had the horrible there was one that had a horrible horrible name and there were others that all kind of wanted to be Twitter. And there was like Identica yep. and Ello and like so Plurk. It was called Plurk. And like the, oh. the, the feed went oh the wrong God. direction. I forgot about that one. Um, There are so many more that I have forgotten. Um, And like all of them, like I just got so tired of having to go prowl through and look for like the people I know who follow absolutely everybody. So I can just go look through their followers list and find all the people I was looking for anyway and have to go do all the thing again. And like, I just don't, I don't have the enthusiasm for it anymore. And I think part of that is just having spent a long time on Twitter and then watching it burn to the ground. Um, But also just like, I'm kind of waiting to sort of see who wins. And I know that because I'm not namesteading, then I'm not going to get the username I want on any of these services anymore. But um, I'm not resistant to them as much as it's just sort of yeah. uh, like 
burnout. Is it going to be here in another six months for me to even care about? Because there were a whole bunch of them that like totally were not. Yep. So, okay, oh, you you've been kind of stepping back a little bit from it, social media too. Is something you might want to explore? Uh, I actually had never heard of it before this conversation, but I uh, I have it up on a web page right now, and I'll I'll take a look at it. Uh, probably not yeah. tonight, uh, but no, no. Uh, sometime in the some near point. future. Um, I've been you know I, I've been kind of stepping away from from a lot of social media. Um, I'm, I'm ashamed to say most of my social media stuff these days has been Facebook, but only because. That's where like my kids are and that's where, you know, my, sure. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't fill me with joy that, that, that seems to be the main place that I'm, that I'm at these days. I don't really, you know, I've got a Mastodon account. I've got a counter social account. I've, I've got, I've, I've got, I've got accounts in all different kinds of, of social media sites that, that once I realized what they were all about, I pretty much was like, okay, I don't want to be anywhere near these. But of course I keep getting mail from them saying, you haven't said anything in a long time. It's like, well, maybe there's a reason why <laughs> parlor and some of those other, some of those other ones, like just leave me the hell alone. I don't want to talk to you anymore. But for the most part, I've, I've found recently that, that social media is just such a dumpster fire of my opinion or, you know, you're a, a terrible, horrible person. It's like, I, I just don't need that in my life right now. Sure. Um, who, who wants to be told that, that if you don't follow and believe a hundred percent of everything that I do, then, you know, you're this terrible person. It's like, no, I, I, I don't accept yeah. that and I'm not going to deal with it. So for the most yeah. part, I, I, I don't go on Twitter or X or, or any of the other ones that, I was a semi-regular of, and and I'm finding that my life is improving in in so many ways that I I don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah. Um. So check it out. I thought I thought is interesting to talk about. There is an iOS app as well as there's an iPad uh, OS app, and you can install the iPad OS app on your on your uh, Apple Silicon Mac if you want to as well. Um, uh, the iOS app needs some, is need a bit of improvement. I mean, I think the, uh, uh, the, the, the size is very small and I think it, it by standard sake. So, but, uh, check it out. I think it's, it's, it's fun. If, if you want to have, have that, at least check it out, see if it is, maybe it's for you, maybe it's not. So, um, before we go, I wanted to make sure make an announcement here that, um, Mac stocks, uh, Mac stock sevens, the 2023, uh, Virtual Pass is now available. You can relive the conference uh, as you can go uh, purchase so a virtual pass. Uh, yes, and we missed you dearly, both you, uh, Kelly and Guy, that you weren't there this year, but there's always next year. Um, but you get to see all the talks of all the, of, our, of all of our regular guests, including, of course, myself, as well as uh, Brittany uh, and Chuck and Jeff. And uh, so we, we, we really had a great time, and it's not that terribly expensive. You get some great great sessions to be able to, to see, uh, go to max stock conference and expo.com, uh, to, uh, to check that out and, uh, sign up for that event. I, uh, I watched back back myself again. I was like, boy, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> so it's totally uh, worth it by the way. Cause yeah, that's, that's so, how I, that's how I did it this year was virtually. Good. Oh, that's right. You, and you were that you actually, you, you were there live. So you saw yep. firsthand what we did. So, uh, so please check that out, support max stock. And we're definitely going to have, uh, 
another Max Stuck next year. And then uh, you've, of course, Mike Potter's been on here many times uh, talking about it. And uh, please uh, go yeah, ahead. I hope and, he uh, does it in the same way. Well, you know, staying away from think, McHenry com- Community College. Yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice little cozy event. Change of uh, pace. Event. Uh, yeah, the, the venue and location. That, that was really nice. Yeah. And at first I was a little skeptical because it was small, but we were so used to having the giant uh, college and, uh, but no, it, uh, really turned out good so that you're, you're going to enjoy all the, all the, uh, all the great events, I, including, I didn't even mention Dave Hamilton and Mackie Gab. And that was a lot, that was an absolute blast, uh, seeing all the, uh, uh, all the other hosts and including, uh, John and something that no one has commented on yet. Yeah. Have you seen? the photos of the Mackie Gab panel discussion. Uh-huh. I did. Everyone's in shorts and I'm in pants. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. If I had seen them, I absolutely would have noticed that. Oh, that might, I, 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 you were, I remember that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I didn't even, I didn't even put two and two <laughs> together and I, and I was there sitting in the front it's, row. It was one of the first <laughs> things that I noticed when I, when I saw the, the, the yeah. photo of all of us, it was like right before it started and we're just chit chatting yeah. together up on the stage. Yep. And, and I looked and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm the only one with pants on. <laughs> That's too funny. Not that so everybody check it else out. was naked. No, they no, just didn't was. have pants on. No right. Problems. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap things up for this week. Uh, thanks for what a great show this week. We appreciate it. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchthios.com. You can follow us on Mastodon at intouchthios. I'm on X as well. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchthios.com slash coffee. We'd really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchthios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, so you are notified when we are live streaming, which is at... 8 p.m. Eastern Time at 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash iOS. Great to have you in the chat this week, Ben. We'll look forward to having you back on the show next week. This is where you can also watch the live, the current and past live streams and listen to past shows. Visit iOS Magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can, subs- you can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including... Uh, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, just go to our website, intouchwithios.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg. You can find me on Twitter, on Mastodon at DaveG65, as well as X. And uh, Kelly Goodmont, uh, I, I'm so thrilled you were back on the show. It was great to hear you on the after show last, this past week. I'm so, <laughs> so, so glad that was back after a. Uh, nine or ten month hiatus um so but the and work all of divine. 2023 hiatus um yes. we figured it out i think live on the show <laughs> yes um this that was our first show of 2023 um yeah and it, for those concerned um as soon as we were done uh we like took a quick pit stop and then came back and recorded another show like hot on the heels of the first one so um we have a whole so there's a whole nother one ready to go we're gonna have two episodes in 2023 um record. yeah um so i'm very excited about that uh so that's back um the rest of the time you can occasionally find me um in the peanut gallery hill when i'm not actually on the show uh and you can sometimes find me over on uh mac voices live 
And uh, the rest of the time, I'm either at playing Nintendo or I'm uh, goofing off on Mastodon, where I am verso at mastodon.social. Great. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Guy Searle, it was always great to yeah. have you back. It's, it was way too long. I'm glad you're feeling better and you were able to have some fun with us tonight. Where can people find you? Well, you can find me as uh, Mac Parrot and Vert Shark over there on the uh, X Twitter, that thing. Uh, whatever. Yeah, that thing. Uh, I, I sometimes post, but for the most part, I just lurk and shrug my shoulders and go away. Uh, you can also find me over on Counter Social and Macedon.social as Mac Parrot. Uh, if you want to send me an email, that would be guy at mymac.com. Uh, I have a Google Voice number related to the mymac.com podcast that I do with Gaz now for 14 or 15 years. And that number is 703 828 4677. 703 828 4677. Seven, seven, and I'm looking forward to the plethora of calls that I'm sure I will get by giving that number out. <laughs> Thanks, guy. And uh, last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamut. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Where could people find you? Well, thank you for letting me back on yet again. Um, so for the socials, I'm Jay Gamut on basically everything. I'm posting on Mastodon and Instagram, and um, um, but here, here, here's the secret: everything I post on Instagram, I have an ift recipe set up that sends it to Mastodon. So if you want to just go to one place, just go to Mastodon. Um, and uh, there you go. I, I saved you some social network headaches. Um, then for shows, uh, Chuck Joyner keeps letting me back on Mac Voices Live on Tuesdays. Dave keeps letting me back here on In Touch With iOS on Thursdays. Then uh, on the British Tech Network on Thursdays, um, I'm your interim host for the big show. And then again on Fridays for the Mac show. And then Brian Chaffin and I record the Context Machine. Great. Thanks for being here as always. Yeah, I was going to mention, Guy, you said 14 years of my Mac. It's been a little over seven years for this show. So, yeah. Uh, so it's been, a, it's been quite a run, and we love, we love doing this well, show. Well, you started and, it right after that first uh, Ma uh, Mac stock. I Max, did. Right? Yeah. I did. Yep, I sure did. So, uh, so it wasn't for all having great guests like you guys it, it, it would be a show but I, I really really love doing this and I really appreciate Aww. you being here Aww. and I really, and listeners we appreciate you listening and, and watching and we really really appreciate it and uh, listening listening and watching <laughs> and um, and uh, we, we just have an absolute blast doing this and uh, until next time we'll talk again soon <laughs>